Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on. Yep, one of our favorite subjects murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects baking and killers? Anne Barner. Karen Devaney. Hello. How's it going? Welcome to my kitchen. And we're back in your kitchen. It's oh been my a while. Goodness, it has been, it's been a minute. I was thinking about it. I haven't had anybody in my house since, other than my child, since uh, February. That's early crazy. February. Yeah. It's You're crazy. Like almost the crazy cat lady, but you don't got a cat. You got a cat dog. A cat dog. Right. Yeah, but you don't got a cat. So. Right, right. No, I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time since I was her. So, yes, it was. Yeah, it's good to be in my sister's kitchen. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, I want to, I'd like to start a movement. All right. Like we have to move or? No, 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 no. We're okay. not, we're not, we're not, it's actually Whew. not activity. It's I like was a worried for movement. a minute. Okay, mental movement. But I think everybody is going to, all the females in the world are going to probably be happy about this. Okay. So okay. since we've been sheltering in place yes. and working from home, you and I have had the privilege and the blessing of being able to work from home the whole time and not have to lose time from our jobs. And God bless those people that have lost their jobs or lost time from their jobs and have little to no paychecks. Yes. So, um, but in doing so, I have found that my daily uniform consists of these wonderful soft leggings that I wear all the time. Yes. And some Life is Good t-shirts because I live in those. Right. And maybe, maybe if I'm going to go walk the dog, there's a tank top underneath my shirt. Right. For the most part, I'm free and easy. Yes. I'm braless. You're, br- you're bringing back the 70s. Well, what 60, I'm saying 70s. is we need another movement because the other day I went somewhere. I don't even remember why I had to put on a bra. I think it was because I was going to be around somebody that wasn't family. Oh. And by the end of that, I was in so much agony and pain. I felt like people were jabbing needles into my boobahs. Oh, my goodness. And all around up. my And I'm pretty sure I'm now allergic to bras. My goodness. That's terrible. So I have decided, who who thought of this wretched idea to begin with? I know. With the- and it's women who continue to perpetuate this torturous practice. Yeah. And I think as a woman, as a woman... I, I'm over it. I'm yeah. over the bra. I'm over... Have you considered the wireless bra? I have considered it, and I feel like it just continues to perpetuate this situation. So, I think that bras should be outlawed. Okay. And I think that we should all go buy those little chicken cutlet things that, that that go over your nurples so your nurples don't show and it boosts you up a little bit so you don't look like an orangutan. So we need whoever makes those to donate them to places like Goodwill for people that can't afford them. I completely agree. Yeah. And if I can figure out how to make them, I'll make them. I'll right. sew some cutlets. I don't care. But what I'm saying is we got to have a movement because I can't do it. I cannot. Right. I, I, I'm free and, and easy today. You feel. I'm I free do. and easy right now today. I just can't do it. Yeah, don't bother me. I know exactly how you feel because I was a very large-breasted woman myself. And then I had some surgery to reduce my breast disease. Mm-hmm. And now I only wear the wire. And, you know, when they do breast reduction, they lift, give you some good lift. You're tight. Yeah. And then they, you know, put your nipples up yeah. so they're not pointing down yeah, anymore. Yeah, they point them at the moon. That was the best. It, re- it realigned my body completely. Yeah, it was the it's best wonderful. surgery that I've ever had. Because I was, I mean, there there were sores underneath my breasts from the y- underwire yes. in the bras and on my sides. And it was, it, it was just not okay. 
Yeah. So well, I took my bra off the other day after I had been out and about. And when I did that, I literally had a hole in my side that I could put my thumb in. Oh, wow. It just had dug in because I'm sure I didn't have it adjusted right because it's been so long since I put one on. It took me forever to find it. But I just can't do it. It is torturous. And I just... I don't want a bra. I don't even want a wireless bra because I don't want something hanging off my shoulder all well, day. Well, I mean, I don't know why we have to wear We only do it because society tells us to. That's why I want to start and a movement. men don't have to choose whether or not to wear underwear. No, and so, they don't have to walk around in a cup all day and with wires exactly. sticking around their boss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> their boss. Exactly. So I just think it's, it's horrible. And I think as women, we need to support our each other in losing the support of the bra. I support you 100%. Thank you. If I don't you, know if my job is going to support me, but we're going to figure that out real quick. I mean, you need to wear shirts that don't have sleeves and and lightweight cardigans. Yeah, and I that's what I usually wear anyway. Right. And then who Who's going to know? Yeah, and if I wear like a little candy under it or a tank top under it, it might help a little bit. Now, I would feel like it would be a bit much if somebody could see through. Yeah, I don't feel like we need to see yeah. others' breasts. I don't think that we do either, any more than we need to see a man's nipples. Right. I don't think that man nipples are attractive, and I don't think they should be shown off. Right. So, but I just think that going back to work, I might just quietly. I don't mind man nipples. They don't bother me. But a woman's breast is different. I, feel, I think it would make people feel uncomfortable. I agree. I don't think that you should wear a, a see-through shirt that right. you can see. I think that you got to take care of that. If you it's have to be responsible. You don't it's have a movement a of responsibility. On, as I think well. it's we have to be responsible. A responsible movement. A yeah. chicken cutlet responsible movement. Yeah. All right. That's so it. You that's what it I here. have to say. That's my public service announcement for the day before we start on our. Murder joint, join me. Join me. I, I support you 100%. Oh, Take your I, bra off, girl. Hang it in your flag. Sugar, I ain't got nary a bra. I, I'm trying to figure out what can I use it for, like a slingshot in case I got I to gotta fight a giant or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Okay, so now we're going to talk about murder. Are we? Because let's talk about what I'm doing in the kitchen. Cause... Well, you're murdering an apple. I am. I'm Let's talk about it. Okay. So back in January, I bought myself an Instapot. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I took it out of the box today. Mm. It's May. Just in time, sugar. Just in time. I've decided I paid all this money for this beautiful Instapot. And it with is gorgeous. gorgeous flowers on it. Yes. I'm going to use it. You should. Damn it. So I'm making apple dumplings. I'm so excited. In my Instapot. Which I've never used before. Yay! So, this is a maiden voyage yes. for the Instapot. And it's really easy. You just buy some some crescent. Oh, look, y'all. Trout's back. No. Mm -mm. He is. No. I know y'all missed him. No. He's just as sweet as pie. Mm-hmm. Will he fit in that Instapot? <laughs> he might not. Okay. So, anyway, I just do, you do a can of crescent rolls, a Granny Smith apple, some butter, sugar, vanilla, cinnamon, and some Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew? Yeah. What? I know. I love a Mountain Dew. Yeah. You're cutting the apple. You're rolling it up in the crescent roll piece. Then you're going to mix together the butter, sugar, vanilla. And then you pour that over the dumplings. Then you pour some Mountain Dew or citrus soda around the pan edge. Sprinkle everything with cinnamon. Put the pan in the inner pot on top of the steam rack. Okay. And it tells you to put it in an 8-inch round cake pan, which I have. However, all of mine have handles on them, like yeah. little things on the side so it little doesn't wings. fit in the pot. Yeah. So I found a smaller pan that I'll probably be able to make maybe two <laughs> or three dumplings at time. a time. We'll, we'll see what happens. I've never used it. I don't know. I don't I'm know. excited. I use my Instapot on a regular basis, not all the time, but I, you know, I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm very scared of it. Don't be scared. I'll help you. I'm, I'm here. scared. I'm help. I'm a help you. All right. I'm a help you. And let me tell you, I bought myself some beautiful pink peonies at the peonies. store. Yes. 
and I just got them home, and I have one of them that has already opened up. We'll, we'll so post a gorgeous. picture. We will post a picture on our this page because um, it's just opened wide up. It's so happy. Uh huh. I, I like them. it. I like it. I love them. I love it. All right. So now that I've spread all kinds of joy and good tidings, go ahead and talk about murder. Yeah, that's a perfect place to do it. Okay. So we're going to talk about Sylvia Chase. And we are in Ontario County, New York. Oh, okay. Okay, which is in which is in the area of Stanley, New York. And okay. we have a listener. We do. Mandy. Oh, Mandy. That sent me this murder. Thank you, Mandy. Yes. So, um, because it happened right before she moved into this town. Oh, I thought you were going to say into this house. No. And I was going to be like, wait a minute. No. No. Okay, so Sylvia is the mother of Adam Chase. Okay. And Adam was married to Rose, and they were married for almost 11 years, and they had a young son named Tristan. Okay. Sylvia was very close to her son, and she considered Rose to be a very close part of her family as well. Rose also had two younger daughters. Of course, Sylvia adored the daughters, and she absolutely adored Tristan, the grandson. That's really good news. I know. So, happy family right there. Yeah. So, June in 2012, Adam just goes missing. Uh-oh. And Rose said that he he disappeared, and he did not want to be found. Oh. Yes. He just, like, that just... She couldn't figure out where he went. Or, oh, so sorry. Oh I'm goodness, so, so there's sorry. There's some kind of a break in the kitchen. It's okay. Everybody's okay. fine. We're good. Everybody's all right. So anyway, Rose said that she couldn't figure out where he went or why he went, but she just knew he did not want to be found. Okay. Okay. That doesn't sound at all weird, but yes. okay. So Sylvia knew that Adam and Rose had faced some, some bumps in their marriage, like everybody. I mean, no marriage is perfect. And that sometimes they struggled to keep the marriage intact. Um, at one point, Sylvia had even offered for Rose and Tristan to move in with her while the couple worked on some things. Oh. So she was trying to support both sides. Right. Which I thought, I mean, I think that's really nice to try to remain neutral and to try to do whatever you can to help keep the marriage intact if right. possible. If that's what they're working towards. So Sylvia also knew that Adam would not just up and leave his son. He had a close relationship with Tristan, and he had been teaching his son about his passion about computers, and they were actually um, starting to build a computer together, and Tristan was like four. Oh, wow. And he was trying to teach Tristan how to put, to, put together computers, which I think that's really great to teach that. Yeah. It's, it's not a job. It's not a skill at that age. It's just entertainment and curiosity. Sure. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. And also, when Adam went missing, it was just two days before their 11-year anniversary. Oh. So the timing seemed a little off to Sylvia. Um, Sylvia knew something was amiss because she felt like Adam would have called his mom to talk about his leaving. Sure. So for two weeks, Rose and Tristan went and hung out with Sylvia and her daughters every night for dinner as the town and the police started to search for Adam. Enter Rodney Miller. Uh-oh. A longtime friend of the Chase family and a private investigator from Gorham. Okay. He had his suspicions from the start about Adam's disappearance. Uh-oh. And did not feel like it was a voluntary disappearance. That's right? not good news. Right. But for six months, no one knew where Adam was. Six months? Six months. There were missing flyers all around town, but no clues. And that's about the time that my, that our listener, Mandy, moved into the town because she remembers seeing the missing posters for this dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Miller said he felt from the start that the circumstances were not good and he thought Adam was dead. Oh, God. And so he started looking for Adam's remains. Oh, during the six months, Rose had numerous interviews with police. Numerous, okay. Her, her story changed often about her whereabouts on the day that Adam disappeared, but what she did reveal consistently was that she was unhappy in her marriage and that she had had several affairs. 
Rose? Yeah, Rose. I'm a little disappointed in this Rose. And one thing I'm going to say is when you are talking to the police, I mean, it might behoove you to keep your story straight. Like, duh. And the thing that I've learned through research and living is that the truth often doesn't change. No. It just stays the same. It does. So. And how about. What up, Rose? Yeah. Yeah. What up, Rose? How so, about handle your marriage before you go stepping out? Yeah, exactly. That's just irresponsible on so many levels, and it irritates the crap out of me. So then, Rodney Miller, the PI friend, starts to put a little bit of pressure on Rose. He goes to visit her a lot. They have a lot of conversations. Uh-oh. And he's, you know, it's just kind of talking about what's going on. And Oh, I see what you're saying. At first, I thought you meant, like, they were having an affair. Okay. So, on the evening of December 13th, which was one day shy of the six-month mark since Adam was reported missing, police get a phone call from Mr. Miller, and he asks that they come to the Chase residence. And upon arrival, police find Miller sitting in a parked car with Rose, and when they go in, they go to talk to Rose, Rose says, I, I have something I need to tell you. And she says, I killed Adam. Uh-oh. Right. So, Rose told them that she and Adam had had an argument and that she pushed him down a flight of stairs. Oh, no. And that him going down those stairs killed him. My gosh. So, she dragged his body to the basement and stored him there for several months. Oh, gosh. Until the smell became unbearable. Oh, well. Right. Too bad, Rose. I mean, I guess there's just not enough blade to cover up <laughs> the smell <laughs> of a rotting body. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. So then she dismembered his body. Well, that makes sense. I why, mean, that... Why well, not cut up your rotten dead husband Yeah. to yeah. get rid of the smell in your house? Exactly. So she cut up his body and burned his remains. But what she couldn't get to, like not everything burned. I guess there were some pieces and parts left that she couldn't get to burn. Oh gosh. So she scattered them on the way to her mom's house. Oh, just like, here's just, a finger, there you go. Yeah, here's it's a like, toe. here's a bo bone fragment. Whoops, fell out of the car. So. She says that, um, and her mom lives in Yates County, which is like the county over. Oh, okay. And so she said she even dumped some of his bones and bone fragments into a garbage can on her mom's property. Oh, how nice that she's going to do that for her mother. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's so nice of you. Now you've pulled your mom into this. So Rose actually led the investigators to her mom's property to the actual garbage can. When they got there, Rose's mom, Patricia, sweet little Patricia, comes out to greet them. And Rose hugged her and said, sorry, mom. Okay. Yeah. And like any mom, Patricia, you know, asks what's going on and, and the cops tell her why they're there. And she said, Rose, honey, are you sure those aren't just deer part? And then Rose sarcastically replies to Patricia, Mom, would I be here confessing if those were deer parts? Oh, goodness. Typical attitude from Rose. Way to go, Rose. She not, she not good. On December 14, 2012, exactly six months after reporting Adam missing, Rose was charged with second-degree murder. So in February of 2013, Rose is indicted by a grand jury on second-degree murder charges, tampering with physical evidence. Evidence. <laughs> evidence and endangering the welfare of a child. On October 2013, the trial starts. Okay. The jury watches more than an hour of video where Rose is confessing and describing her actions to the investigators. And the investigators state that her confession came after the excellent investigative work of Mr. Rodney Miller. And is pressuring on Rose to confess. Well, okay. 
And after four hours of deliberation, they return a verdict of guilty on all three counts. Very good. The trial had lasted 14 days. So, Sam Dunk. That's right. January of 2014, it's time for sentencing. So the judge gives her almost the maximum for all three charges. Almost. And this is what she got. She got 23 years to life for the murder and four years for tampering with evidence. And the endangerment charge stemmed from Rose taking the four-year-old Tristan in the car with her while transporting body parts. Oh my gosh. Yes. But because of state law, which I don't understand the state law, the judge could not give her additional jail time for that. Okay. And I think it's because it it has a maximum amount of years that you can get for that. And because she was already over the maximum that she had been given for the other charges, uh -huh. he couldn't pile that on. Oh, I see. And I'm sure there's like lawyer lingo in there that, that I've been missing. I'm sure that if there's an attorney listening, A, we could use your services at any time. Because we're not smart about the law. No. And, and you, could you just explain it to us? Because right. we don't understand. So what did come out during the trial was that at, on the night of Adam's death, he confronted Rose about a picture a family friend had taken of Rose and a, and a stranger in a nearby park making out. Oh, my gosh. Right. So she was stepping out on her marriage. And he called her out on it. And he called her out on it. And then she killed him. And so she said she shoved him down a flight of stairs, and then she thought she thought he was dead. So she rolled him onto a tarp. Oh, Jesus. That she just happened to have laying around. Like, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to have to go out and buy a tarp. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't just, just have, have a tarp. At the ready. Right. And then she rolled him down another flight of stairs in that tarp. And then she dropped him down into the cellar. Oh my gosh. Yes. She reported him missing two days later. So she... She waited two days before she even said he was missing. How sweet. I know. And um, she had said when she reported him missing that he left and did not want to be found. <laughs> and the damn police went to her house to take the statement and looked around to see if there was evidence of a crime and saw nothing. How is that possible? They didn't go in the basement. Uh, uh. I know. Come There's on. this rotting corpse down there, dudes. They missed it. They completely missed it. My gosh. And then Rose used Adam's phone to text his mom and sisters to convince them that he had left on his own and did not want them to look for him. Isn't that sad? I'm so sad. And sick. And that's why you need some sort of a code word with your family. Yeah. It's like if you're in trouble... Then, then there's a, what's the password? I get a text, then if you can leave down. If you want to leave down, go. Yeah. But what's the, what's the password? Exactly. Just like the password that we gave to our kids in case they're in trouble and need everybody's help. Exactly. And that's lead pipe. Well, don't tell people. It's not lead pipe. <laughs> that's not what it is at all. <laughs> it's plastic shovel. Plastic shovel. <laughs> that's what they say. So anyway, um, that's my murder. And you're sticking to it? And that I'm sticking to it, and I think Rose is sticking to it. Yeah, Rose, way to go. How'd I that work it out for you? I find it to be so disturbing when a mom, because you think of moms as nurturing, loving, um, compassionate, especially when you've got little babies. I mean, when you've got teenagers, sometimes you're not so compassionate, i got to tell you. <laughs> but... You know, Tristan's four. He's got to be asking for his dad. Sure. And you know he was home when all of this happened. Yeah. And so there has to be some, there will be eventually a memory will probably surface in his poor little brain that will come up to the surface one day. Which yeah. will cause him to need all sorts of therapy. Exactly. Now he's growing up with no mom, no dad, his grand, Adam's mother and sisters, or Adam's mother and her Husband, which would have been Adam's stepfather, have custody of Tristan, and they're raising him. His sisters miss him terribly. They were very close family. They absolutely loved. They said he was just the best brother. So I just I I 
I just can't wrap my head around the fact that somebody like Rose, who, you know, she's a mom, and then she she can leave that corpse rotting in there. That's just right, with her child living in the house. And if I pushed him down the steps and I think he's dead, I might want to call 911 and see, was he, I mean, can somebody help him, please? Right. I, I'm an asshole. I accidentally, accidentally nudged him. Nudged I, you know, him. I, whatever. But get him some help. Don't wrap him up and then drag him down more steps and then drop him onto a cellar floor. Yeah. And leave him to rot. A little sinister. Yes. She and, probably would have had a better defense had she done that. Well, and Adam's sisters wholeheartedly believe that the first, that the initial fall probably did not kill Adam, but rendered him helpless. Oh. And then the second drag and drop, maybe, maybe killed him. If not, he died on that cellar floor, wrapped up in that tarp. Oh. Which is so difficult. But then to... Okay, so then she goes into the cellar and because the smell is so bad, oh my God. which I'd be puking, not right. going into the cellar. I couldn't sleep. I would not have been able would, to close my eyes. No, with a no, dead there body, was a dead body in, in my house. house. Yes, and then she goes and cuts him up. <sighs> like, who can freaking do that? And then Goes and burns him, and the stuff that isn't burned, she picks it up. Gross. Like, come on, Rose. That's so grody. Gross, Rose. She's You're nasty. nasty. <laughs> girl, you nasty. You nasty, girl. Hashtag nasty, Rose. So, yeah. So, anyway, and then to get her mom involved and go put it in one of her trash cans, that poor woman. I mean, Rose is just, she's just a, she's a mean person. She's mean. She is mean. She doesn't deserve anything nice in her life. So. She doesn't. So anyway, that's my thing. That's my murder. And I don't know whether or not Rose wore a bra at all during this. But oh. I feel like maybe she had a pinchy bra on and that angered her a lot because I can understand that. And that's what maybe drove her a little bit further over the edge than just an argument about her making out with a stranger in the park. So. Sugar, what you doing? I'm trying to figure out the pot, Sugar. You're trying to figure out your your pot situation? Pressure. So it tells me that I need to close the lid, turn the steam release. I did that. Select pressure cook. Uh-huh. Cook on high for 20 minutes. How do I know what's on high? Because there's a there's a temperature. You can change the temperature to have from high to low. No, okay. I don't I'm not seeing that. Okay, let me come see. I'm walking into the kitchen <laughs> to help my sister with her pot. Help me with my pot, y'all. Help, help me, help me. All right, so here we go. So, let's see. High pressure is over here. So, I'm going to... Should we do that? Wait, no, stop. Pressure cook. Okay. It's on high. Okay. So, then I just need to... How many? It needs to be for 20 minutes. And then we're going to press, is there a start? Hello? 20 minutes. And then on. Okay. That's it? Just it? Yeah. All right. That's all you do. All right. We got it. Yeah. How I'm many excited. sisters does it take to start an Instapot? Well, I'm just saying if Trout weren't here, we would have never gotten it. <laughs> it's That's very true. So, very true. Yes. Well, that was an interesting murder. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting, and I really appreciate that Mandy sent it in. I have, I've gotten a lot of suggestions for murders. Oh, have you? Not necessarily specific ones. A couple people have sent specific ones, but um, a couple people have also requested certain regions of the world, some in some states, some countries, right. that they would like to hear murders from. So I um, saw that we had a couple, a few suggestions. I wrote one up, was ready to go, and then another one popped up, and I was like, oh, i got to do this one. I have to. I just have to. And it's okay, because so, that's, what, that's what happens. The other one will be forthcoming. We've got yes. plenty of time, because we're in the long haul for this. Yes. Yeah, I totally intend to be 95 and doing this for my nursing home. Bed. Oh, heck yeah. So... Do you know how popular we would be at the nursing home? Oh, my God. I agree. I completely agree. It would be insane. Well, yeah. We would always have guests. 
some of those guests may or may not know where they are at that time, but we won't judge. No, we shouldn't. Mm -mm. So, so I, just to let everybody know, because I know you're hearing things that aren't necessarily pressure cooker related. Related. I'm making beef stroganoff too. Oh, and she makes the best beef. Beef stroganoff. We really ate a lot of it when we. Well, I don't know if we ate a lot of it, but it was one of my favorite things to eat. It when is I was definitely one of my favorite meals. And now I love it. I just love it. I get a craving for it every once in a while. And now my sister is making it and she makes the best. So I'm so excited. Yeah. So I'll just throw out what I did in case. In case you're anybody's interested. interested. Um, I buy at the store the beef that you use for stir fry. I know like our Publix, our Harris Teeter have a, a steak for stir fry. But it's already cut in strips. So I use that, and I saute that in butter and Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Then I get fresh mushrooms and onions, and in another pot, I saute those in a little bit of butter and some cooking sherry. And that is so, yes. so important. Once the meat is almost done, I mix the mushrooms and the onions and the sherry in with the Worcestershire and the meat. Um, and then I let it kind of simmer together and Mary. get married, the flavors. And then the last thing I do is I add... Um, the 16-ounce container of sour cream. doesn't matter. It could be light. I, I'm not a big fan of the fat-free um, sour cream. And so I add that in. I mix it all together. And at that point, I turn my heat off. Because if you cook the sour cream too hard, it's going to curdle. Yeah, we don't like that. And then it's, I mean, you still have the flavor, but it doesn't, I don't think it it's goes not as down creamy. as well. Right. Um, and once that sour cream is all mixed in, I just kind of let it sit on low for a little bit until it kind of simmers a bit and then I turn it off because then your sauce will thicken and then I cook up some um, egg noodles mm. um, and we serve it over egg noodles so yes, do, since mom. it's Mother's Day weekend I decided to treat my sister because I think she's a fantastic mom oh so are you sugar thank you mm. thank you so let's go ahead and put it on Pause, and then I'll come over and do my murder while we're waiting for these dumplings to cook. You're damn right we will. All right. All right, we're back. Yay. We are back. We're we back. We are back. Yay. We've got the pressure cooker all figured out. We've got a little something to... Oh, oh my God, your dog just killed me. <laughs> Trout just tried to jump in my sister's lap. And but he didn't realize that my legs weren't completely together, and he, and he fell down in between them. He didn't do a good job. And then tried to claw his way back up. Yes. So that's nice. That's why you're, he's a cat dog. You're welcome. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good come on, job. Come on. Now he's in my lap. Okay. So here we go. So I'm going to talk to you about this lovely plantation in Arkansas. Oh, I didn't even know they had plantations in Arkansas. Yeah. It's called Horseshoe Plantation. Mm -hmm. And it's on Horseshoe Lake in Horseshoe Lake, Arkansas. Wow. There's a lot of horseshoe references right there. Yes. So I'm going to read you a little story. Okay. okay. The farmers and planters who lived and worked around Horseshoe Lake, Arkansas, never forgot the Sunday morning of October 5th, 1930. As they headed homeward from the tiny churches whose steeples stand like white sentinels in the green fields of cotton, soybeans, and alfalfa, they witnessed an astonishing sight. A fleet of a dozen airplanes dropped one by one out of the clouds and roared toward the ground. The pilot seemed to be in hot pursuit of a young fellow in a Ford jalopy, weaving crazily <laughs> a across. Jalopy? Yes. Okay. Weaving crazily across the dirt roads as he desperately tried to escape bombs dropped on him from the planes. As the witnesses watched in horror, the car received two direct hits, and for a few seconds disappeared in a cloud of white smoke. But then, miraculously, the drivers survived. No way. The planes banked and flew off over the horizon, and the Ford drove away. What everyone saw that day was not an aerial assault on the peaceful farming, fishing, and hunting community that lies just 30 minutes away from Memphis. No, this was the first annual Horseshoe Aeronautical Sweepstakes, just one of many spectacular events organized by Robert and Grace Snowden. Wait, how is this a sweepstakes when they're trying to bomb somebody? <laughs> Owners... There's something amiss in Arkansas. Of one of the wealthiest and largest plantations in eastern Arkansas. Isn't that funny? That's your whole murder? That's it. The end. That, do we do we get enough? Yeah, we're good, right? I don't... I, there, that's a, there wasn't a murder. 
Like the guy, <sighs> he survived. He did. All right, so no, that's not the murder. Oh my gosh. I it's like know. What is happening? I know. So the Snowdens were a very wealthy family that lived in this area. And they had a huge house that was like a an antebellum type house. And it's actually the house that you see in the movie The Client. You know, that oh, big yeah. white house with the columns. Mm -hmm. it, it, they say it's in New Orleans, but really it's in Arkansas. It's gorgeous. And there's a lovely bed and breakfast oh. there. And so the Snowden family has like deep-seated roots yeah. in this spot in Arkansas. So there were a lot of, so there's the big house and then there are a lot of smaller like cabins on the property. Yeah, because it's a plantation. Yeah. So when the original owners passed away, they left the property to their children. There were three of them and they split it three ways. They each got so many houses and they, you know, part of the antebellum house that they all shared and they all got along. So it all went hunky dory. <laughs> so this is a fantasy. It is. <laughs> I might be making it all up. I, I don't know. Now. <laughs> the family lived there. They threw extravagant parties and they were very, very well to do. And in 1996, this nice 75 year old Snowden, her name was, I'm coming. Don't anybody move a muscle. This is a great story. I know. This is lack of preparation. Right, right. Sally Snowden McKay. Was her name? Sadly, Sally, 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 <laughs> Sally. Like said sadly. Sally. I was like, that's a horrible thing to name a kid. Yes, Sally, Sally, Sally. Silly Sally, Sally, and her cousin Joseph Lee Baker, who happened to be a renowned blues guitarist, nice out of Memphis, had been out hanging out, doing their thing. They come home from a night out on the town, walk into the house. Interrupt a robber. Is this in the big antebellum house? This in the big antebellum house. Okay. So they the robber is startled. And he He said, Who that? He said, Who that? Oh. And he shot and killed both Sally oh, and no. Joseph Lee Baker. The end. That's not it either. <laughs> so okay, fine. Who the robber is? I know. So the robber was Travis San Sante Lewis. Travis Sante Lewis. He was 16 years old. Oh, wow. And um, he confessed. He was found guilty of murder of both of them. And he was sentenced to 28 and a half years to prison. Wow. He had to serve at least 70% of that. Um, according to a plea bargain that he had, I guess, mm -hmm. because he confessed to the murders. So the responsibility of taking over the house and maintaining the property fell to Sally's daughter, Martha McKay. Martha. Martha um, moved from San Francisco to Horseshoe Lake and turned the Snowden house, which is what they call the antebellum house, into a high-end bed and breakfast and wedding venue. Ooh, so she really, there. yeah. She was very nice. She was very invested in the property. She was like the family historian. She would give tours. She just loved everything about that house and that plantation. And in 2018, Travis is released from on parole. Your dog has his butt in my face. Do you not like that? No. He's trying to sit on your chest. I don't know why you don't like that. This is a weird. I don't understand. He's listening. He's yes. listening. He is doing something. Yeah. So he is released on parole. Travis. Travis is out. And Martha feels like she has a spiritual obligation to befriend Travis, the man who murdered where did she read that? I don't know. I guess that she, that he was 16 and he made a mistake and maybe. And then he paid for his mistake. Yes. Oh my God. Terrell has found his toy. 
as well as a utility knife. So they're thinking somebody has robbed her and she's come home in the middle of a robbery. It also happened to be that she had sold a piece of art um, from the house for $10,000 cash. So she's got $10,000 cash in her house. And somebody knows it. And somebody knows it. Right. So, of course, they're like, okay, we're going to go find Travis. And we're going to see what he has to say. The problem is they, they don't find him. They don't find Travis. Maybe he never existed. Right. <laughs> because he never existed. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so they finally are able to find him and the police get into a car chase with him. As they're driving behind him, he's driving around that horseshoe lake and he jumps out of his car and jumps into the lake and disappears. Maybe he drowned. Then nobody found him. Nobody could figure well, out where the hell. he couldn't swim. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're funny. I know. You're funny. I know. So, um, you know, her family had warned her many, many times. Do, do not befriend this person. Like, that's not a good idea. And I'm not quite sure why it is that she didn't listen to her family. A few days after her murder, um, using sonic sonar capabilities, the police pull a body out of the water. Okay. And it turns out it was, in fact, Travis. Travis. And it had been 23 years, 26 years since... Her parent, her mother, had been murdered by Travis. How crazy is that? He killed her mother and her cousin, and then went to prison, served prison time, got out, made friends with Martha, who was 63 at the time, and then robbed the damn house again and killed Martha. He really did it? He really did it. Like, you're serious. I'm serious. 23 years I apart. I could not be more disappointed in Travis. Well, he's dead now. But I'm still, Travis, I'm disappointed in you, buddy. I know. Because you went to jail and you served your time and I'm all, you know, rehabilitated. Blah, blah, blah. Give him a second chance. And, like, Martha <sighs> had been writing letters to him in prison. She had stayed in contact with him the whole way through. And her family continued to say, not a good idea. You really shouldn't do yeah, this. Yeah, he's like 42, 43 at this point. Yeah. But she would think after all right. that time. So it seems to me that was not just a bad teenage decision. That's a, that's a character issue yeah. that we're dealing with, not just a rash decision made by a teenager, and they, they have to go pay their dues for it. This right. is a person who, this is in his, it's in his DNA. Exactly. How crazy is that? Well, your, your dog could not Travis. be more upset because so, I think every time we say Travis, he thinks we're singing Trout. Sit on my lap. There we go. Here, Travis. Yep. See? Why are you doing that? <laughs> he thinks his name is Travis. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Look what 
you done? Go put it away, Travis. No, now you can't be mad at him because you got him all riled up again. And here I am trying to tell you that 23 years after <laughs> this man killed her mother and her cousin. It's awful. That's ridiculous, and it's so stupid. Isn't that crazy? It's stupid on Martha's part, and it's stupid on Travis's part. And I'm upset because he was not rehabilitated. He was he not didn't learn anything in prison. He was not. And shame on anybody. If you if you sell a piece of art, it, it, I say art. It was a chandelier from the house. Well, a chandelier could be but, considered art. Right, glass art. If you're gonna do something like that, don't tell people. No. Like, don't tell. Don't oh, tell. Don't tell Travis. Don't tell Travis. Don't no. don't tell people. Don't let it be known. Until you get the money in the bank and it's secure. Then maybe tell a family member if you want to. If yeah. not, then don't. Just, just don't. Keep your business off the street. Right. Right. There's just no need for Zip it. Zip your lip. Zip. Zip it. Well, now it's permanently zipped. Well, now it's off. zipped, I know. So that's very unfortunate. I was all set to do a murder out of Florida, and then I saw this come yeah, up. Yeah, because I was confused because last night you texted, we talked about it. I know. And because we always want to make sure we're not doing somehow the same murder right. or even the same state if we can help it. Right. And you said, oh, my murder's in Florida. And then I was like, oh, I'm way away from there. I'm in New York. Right. And now yeah. you settled in Arkansas. I did. I couldn't let it go. It's just well, it's so okay, crazy to me. We don't have any listeners in Arkansas yet, and it's what? driving me crazy. And I what need for Arkansas to get on board. We've got two states. I don't know what the other state is. It's way up there, like where Maine is. It might be Rhode Island. I don't know where it is, but it's way up there. But Arkansas. What just, is up with Arkansas? I don't know. What the, I mean, do they not get the internet? I don't know. I don't know. So we got so let's just keep doing stories about Arkansas until somebody listens. There you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll We're do it. Flush them out. I don't know. I already wrote up the one from Florida, but I might do another one from Arkansas. Okay. So yeah, there you go. That's my murder. And that's your murder. It's and crazy. So what have we learned? Don't tell people when you sell ten thousand dollars chandeliers and get cash for it. Don't befriend your mother's killer. Oh my God, that's a big one. Yeah. Life lesson right there. Yes. Okay, and for me, always have a safe, a safety word, not for sex play, but for your intimate, your closest family members outside of your marriage. Like your ride or die. Yes. Not your husband, though. Not your husband, not or your, your wife. wife. But your, your, the, maybe your mom or a sibling that you are very, very close to, and the two of you share a password that says, if I am ever in trouble and I type you this password, or if you get a text from me saying, I'm, I've gone and I'm not coming back, ask me what the word is. If I can't produce that word, it ain't me. Right. But there's got to be, we've got to lay that down. Right. Like if I'm leaving town and I've got to go away off the grid, I'm going to send you a text message and the last word I say is going to be great. Password. And it might not have anything to do with what I'm saying, but I put that right. word in there and you know it's me. Yes. If the word's not in there, call the police. Mm -hmm. Call the popo. And then the other thing is, um, don't argue on the steps. Don't. Don't argue on the, don't, like if you're going to get into an argument with your significant other, move away from the yes. steps. Get on the ground floor and don't be on the steps. Right. That's a good idea. That's a really good. And then the other thing is, is don't put body parts in your mama's garbage can. Don't. That's just rude. It's just rude. It's and rude. It her into all sorts of things. She's gonna wring her hands about that forever. She is. So yeah. She's gonna wonder. She's gonna wonder why. Did aren't you put me in my garden? Yeah. Or why aren't those some? Um, What's that noise? Look at your Instapot. Oh my God! I'm it's my Instapot. I'm gonna look so, at it. So be careful. Be careful, because this is the scariest part of all. It don't bother me. What does it say? It says L0000, keep warm, which means it's going to keep it warm until you decide to turn it off. Okay. Which is really nice of it. It is really nice of it. So, so what do you do? What are you doing now? Oh, oh, oh my. And let the pressure out. Holy cow. Let the pressure out. That's crazy. You have a pressure release button, which is even better. I don't have that. Oh, wow. Look yeah. at that. Just let all the pressure out, and then you can just turn this. Hey, listen, if y'all have any great Instapot recipes that Especially you can share. Especially for sweets. For sweets, or, I mean, I'll make a dinner in there. If somebody That's wants true. to tell me what the heck, then let me know. But 
real question is, which I'm having a hard time believing, is whether or not these things are actually cooked. It doesn't seem like enough time to have cooked an apple. Oh, God, yeah. Sugar. You can cook frozen chicken. Oh, look at that nice little tune it made. Wow. Oh, it's very pretty. Is it? Yeah, it looks like a dumpling. Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting. I'm take a picture of it so people can see. Yes. All right. So, um, somehow we got to get it out of there. I feel like we can. Well, that's when you pull the trivet up. Let's get my camera a little foggy. got to do that faster. So, um, oh gosh, it smells so good in here. Yes. Um, okay. So, turn around the drawer beside my refrigerator is where I keep my pot holders. Hello! Yes. Oh no. Did I put the trivet in wrong? No, it's just that there's a handle on one side but not on the other. There should be. There's two handles. Did I let it flip under by accident? I think so because there's only one handle. Hmm. That's a problem. So can you just grab the pan with that? The side of the pan? I try. You Ooh. got it? Yep. Got it. Got a little <gasps> Oh my something. gosh, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Holy cow. This is exciting times, people. All right, can you put it on pause I'm gonna and then put it we'll on just pause. get it all ready? We're going to prepare a plate and we'll be back. Okay, we're back. Oh my gosh. We're about to take a bite. Ready? We're going to take a bite. I'm ready. Ready? One, two, three. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god, it's soft. I cannot believe yeah. That came out of that Instapot. It's so soft. What have I been waiting for? I don't know, girl. You need to get busy with that Instapot and we'll have another bite. It's delicious. Because it is so good. I Send us an email it. if you want the recipe. It is really yummy, y'all. You can like, find us at murder.sugarcoated. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we now have a facebook page not just our fan page but a facebook page like a little business page so we can you can find us there but we really like the fan page because we like knowing that we have fans and you know we do some fun things on there and then we're also on the instagram on the gram we're on the insta so you can find us anywhere and listen to us everywhere tell all your friends and family about us except not the little children because i don't feel like it's always very appropriate because you know, my sister's got a potty mouth. What? <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. Have a great day and a happy Mother's Day. You will hear this after Mother's Day, but happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And we love you guys, and y'all stay sweet. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.